The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Welcome to Back to the Source of Truth podcast as we study the Source of Truth, of course, which is the Word of God. Thanks for joining us on this Thursday morning and giving me the opportunity to be part of your day. And we hope that we'll just be an encouragement over the next 10 or 12 minutes we're together. If you're following along, we are in the book of 2 Corinthians as we've been going section by section through this book and walking through and learning a bit about Paul's ministry and uh, how he endured and what he taught him. And we're gonna really focus on the really the second half of chapter two. Uh, we're going to finish up chapter 2 this morning, and I, I guess I just look at one thought, kind of the premise we'll work with in verse 14, where Paul says this, Thanks be unto God, which causes us to triumph in Christ. And that's really the thing we can look at. He had just talked about the conflict in the church and how to deal with the conflict and how to bring restoration in that conflict. And then he's going to talk a little bit about his, the term, his own turmoil in his own heart. And then, But he ultimately comes to this premise, Thanks be to Christ, which always causes us to triumph. He brings us to that point, and that is a great victory, that is a great strength that he finds, him. and what a great, wonderful opportunity to examine uh, a great truth that we all need. We all need, we have days where we just, we, Lord, we are hurting, we're nervous, we're overwhelmed, and God allows us to triumph in these things. Let's go back and look at the verses up to this and what it was that Paul was referring to and how we can learn from him. We're going to go to verse 12, chapter 2, verse 12. Paul just says, furthermore, remember he had just finished saying, we should not do these things lest Satan get the advantage. And so the ultimate goal of how to handle things in church is not really to do anything with uh, himself, but more of be careful not to let Satan get the advantage in the church. Verse 12, furthermore, when I came to Troas to preach Christ's gospel, and a door was open unto me of the Lord. He said, I had this opportunity to come to Troas. God had opened the door for me to come. There was a chance to preach. And so I came, as I normally would, excited about ministry, excited about the chance to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. He said, here's the problem, verse 13. He goes, I had no rest in my spirit because I found not Titus, my brother, but taking my leave of them, I went from them into Macedonia. So he says, I went there, I got excited, and I went there convinced I was going to see Titus. We were going to serve together. You could only kind of fill in some of the gaps here. Maybe he and Titus were supposed to meet there. Maybe that's where he got the open door. He thought Titus was there, and that's what he was going for. Either way, he gets to this place of ministry. There was an open door by the Lord, he says, an opportunity to preach the gospel. But whether it was immediately or shortly after he got there, he realized he didn't see Titus, and that was overwhelming to him. So the question comes, why was it overwhelming? There's not necessarily a whole lot of information as to why, at least in the immediate context here. Um, I looked it up this morning. Some, some theologians believe that uh, the conflict that happened in chapter, the beginning of chapter 2, this this grief in the church that ultimately resulted in the church having to go to church discipline against somebody might have been somewhat resolved involving um, Titus. I don't know, it wasn't necessarily Titus was the problem, but it might have been against Titus. And so he's really struggling, hoping that whatever happened didn't overwhelm Titus, wasn't too much for Titus, and so he was concerned for his, his care. Now, can't guarantee that, um, but it's a potential due to the context. Either way, he was concerned about Titus for some reason. So he comes to the scenario, convinced he's going to see him, and he's so overwhelmed with the care for his friend and his mentee, mentoree, really, 
that he says, I can't stay here and preach. I can't do what God's called me to do because I have to go find Titus. I have to go. So the next verse, what happens is it almost seems like he's jumping, like he's skipping information because he goes from his concern. He goes to Macedonia, verse 13, now thanks be unto God. So we, I think it's obvious we come to the conclusion that when he left to Macedonia, he found Titus. He found Titus in a good place. He found him to be uh, encouraged. And so he, he shares his heart, his burden, and he kind of jumps into this, his reality. So he says in verse 14, thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ and maketh manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place. So he, he's excited. He sees the triumph. If, if this is dealing with this whole church conflict thing, he comes back and he says, I've, I've talked to, we've seen the chance of restoration. I've seen Titus. Things are great. The simple point is in, there are times when our hearts can be overwhelmed, frustrated, and we feel like uh, what's going on is overwhelming. It's, it's harsh. And he says, thanks be to God, in these times he causes us to triumph. Now, there's an interesting description that Paul uses in the next couple of verses. And he talks about smelling and savor. Let me read them and then huck it back and explain what I'm talking about. He says in verse 15, For we are unto God a sweet savor of Christ, in them that are saved and in them that perish. To the one we are the savor of death unto death, and to the other we are the savor of life unto life. And who is sufficient for these things? For we are not as many which corrupt the word of God, but as of sincerity, but as of God, in the sight of God, speak we in Christ. So, see, what is up with the savor and everything? So, uh, it really, what Paul's referring to is a conquering general. So, a lot of times, the kings or the generals would go to battle, especially in the Roman time, and they would go out to battle, and when they would win, they would bring back, they would come back in this triumphal entry into, and we go back to the same term used for Jesus, the triumphal entry. If you go back to when Jesus did this, if he had entered on a great large white horse or something like that, that would have meant the conquering king entering. He entered in on a donkey, which was a very strong way to tell the people he was not entering as the conquering king. He was entering in humility. So normally these, these the, when they would come back, they would lead and the army would come alongside and they would have the army, which is the great source of life, the victory. They would have those who had been taken prisoner in battle, they would come alongside too. And there were often different savers and different fragrances that were placed out there it comes from something from the book of Leviticus that was kind of the premise of this, but uh, it would bring it out, and the sweet smell would just—it it was just not just the, the um, sound of, excuse me, the sound of the army coming or the view. There was a smell that filled the Omer of great victory. So he's going to this triumphal entry that the Romans would do. If show of we've conquered in battle, here is some of the spoils of war, if you can use that. And this sweet fragrance would go out as this example. So he is saying in the midst of this battle, through the church issue, through personal battle, he's we're at the other side and there is great victory in Christ. He's caused us to have victory. It's not just watching Jesus have victory. He's caused us to have victory. And the simple principle is when we come the times in our life where we feel like we're overwhelmed, we're kind of being beaten up and things aren't working, there is victory in the other end. We've got to stick it through. We've got to go through the battle, through the trial. We've got to stay close to God and watch Him work. But if we allow that all that happens, He will lead us and we will have victory in our life through all of this. And that is one of the great promises we get. Paul, Paul goes back to thanks be to Christ, which, or to God, which gives us the victory, and the, uh, which causes us to triumph in Christ. 
And that's the key. We put our grace and we put our thanks to God and our praise to God and thanking Him for the victory that He's bringing to us. It's just like a victory at war. I'm, there are going to be times, we talk about spiritual warfare, there's times in your life where you feel like this is just warfare, it is spiritual warfare. And so he causes us to triumph, and that's, that's an encouragement to stay in prayer, stay faithful, stay going, because at the other end of this, you will see God's work, and you will see him conquer and triumph. Thanks again for joining us on this Thursday morning, giving me the opportunity to be part of your day. I greatly appreciate the opportunity to study God's word and to share it with you. We hope this is a help and encouragement, and just keep your eyes on Jesus. Know he loves you, he's got a plan, and he can cause you to triumph in Christ by the end of all of this. We love you. Thanks for the privilege to be able to teach to be part of your day. We hope you have a great rest of your day. Hope you join us again tomorrow.